0: Janine, and you're listening or watching KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today, I'm in conversation with author Sarah Summers. Welcome. Thank you, Janine. It's good to be here. Where are you connecting from? I live in Paris, France.
1: Beautiful. Where it is absolutely gorgeous outside.
0: How long have you also-
1: been there? I moved here for one year to learn French or better my French. Uh, six years ago, and I'm still here. here I hear
0: I that that happens a lot. I to do too. People. Now, could you speak just a little bit of French when you went or?
1: Yes, I knew a little. I took French when I was uh, young. I was never very good at it, but I had a good accent. And so I knew enough, I could, the accent part, but I took classes. It's very difficult. And if you're over 60, it's even more difficult. It's kind of like trying to do crossword puzzles and growing your dendrites. But I've given up trying to be perfect and I get along and I love it. I talk to shopkeepers. I know enough for what I need.
0: Good. Good. That's wonderful. I want to go someday because my, I found out that my great, great grandmother, her name was Jaquette and I'm named after her and I would just, I'd love to go and experience it never been.
1: Well, um, later you and I can exchange something and I, you can let me know and I'd be happy to say
0: hello. Fantastic. Wonderful. So tell me about your book. um, first, when you originally got the idea that you actually wanted to put your story on paper.
1: Well, after I moved to France, I looked around for all sorts of things to do. And I think the average American comes over and takes writing classes because this is where good writing happens. And um, my writing classes, inevitably I started writing about vignettes about my childhood and about food disorders. And then I upped the ante and I signed up for a week long Paris Writers Workshop. And in that workshop I met uh, an agent and showed her the 15 pages that I had given to, to, in order to get into the workshop. And she asked me, do you think you could write a book? And I said, sure. I always say yes to everything, but good. my, my head got a little swollen. And, um, so I just started writing, not thinking, finish something, send it to her. And she said, Oh no, no, no. You have to send it to an editor first. So working with the editor showed me where where my skills were and weren't. And basically I was a good storyteller, but I didn't know the craft of writing. And so for the next year and a half, she took that story that I had told and, and she brought out a skilled storyteller in me so that when somebody picks up this book, they might actually want to turn the pages. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was somewhere in there when I'd gotten over the first big bump when I wanted to quit and realized I'd actually gotten better that I thought, you know, this is something that could really help other people if I, if I put it down right. And if I, if I write it so that whoever reads it can identify with me, maybe I can help at least one or two people out there that are suffering. And if somebody's, if they're out there suffering, like I was suffering, they are suffering. So that gave me the momentum and the motivation to just keep going every time I wanted to give up. Um, I would say it's tw- I would say that was probably 2017 that, that I knew I was going to write a book and I was going to finish it, and I was going to do everything I could to get it printed.
0: Um, now, back to the workshop you, you got into this workshop. Was, was everybody um, you know were they English speaking or w- was this a? What, was there a language barrier for you in this class? No, no, no. This
1: is, there's, there are a number of organizations that are for um, English-speaking people. There's okay. quite a large expat community here. So there were actually a few French people, but they took it because they want to better their English.
0: I see, but okay. This
1: was for English-speaking people. Got it. And I wrote in English.
0: You did. I was going to say, what a challenge that would have been. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, and then how long did it take you? Cause that was 2017. So it took you a few years to get the book. Well, out. that
1: the, the workshop was 2016 mm-hmm. and I actually finished writing the book, the winter of 2018. So it took me about two and a half years to write it. Um, once I had had that epiphany that I actually was going to do it and that I wanted, I wanted it to be some good. Um, then it moved much faster. So, uh, I probably did um, reorganize or re about 75% of it, the last six months. And then the, the whole publishing thing takes a, at least a year. Sure. So, yeah, so it was work, but it was a different kind of work. Mm-hmm.
0: But what an accomplishment. You must feel incredible to finally have gotten this out. Well, I'll tell you, you know, people get
1: their books in the mail before they come out. But the pandemic had started it cost money a lot of money to send things to France and I realized that there was a really good chance I would not have a book and I wouldn't have seen a book when the publishing date came up. So I started to beg the publishers please I'll pay for the shipping. And we finally worked something out, and I got a box of these. Yay. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> I just loved, wow. I know. I started, it is a
0: wow. Is, you're like in shock when you actually see all your work.
1: I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It looks much better in, in their typeset than in my computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you, by the way, did you know anybody in, in Paris when you decided? I did. To oh, good. I
1: did. It made it so much easier. I had a very good friend I'd met quite a while. Well, we'd known each other since 1998, and I moved in 2014, so um, it was seamless. Her friends became my friends. She was in a book group. They invited me in. I mean, it really was seamless, and I was dependent on her a little bit for her French because she's fluent, and um, and even that's gone now. I. I stand by myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Well, it's wonderful. I mean, look what you've accomplished moving there. You know, it's incredible.
1: Well, um, I know this isn't about the book, but I tell people, if I'd actually thought, do you want to move to France? I think that would have been too daunting. So the fact that I moved for a year, that I could do. Mm -hmm. And now I just don't go back because there are things going on in the United States that a lot I have of no things. interest in joining in. Right, um, Seeing them on TV is bad enough, and I'm just so grateful I'm here. So I really have no interest in going back, and I've made a life for myself here. Good. But would I have just said, okay, I think I'm going to move to Paris. I'm not that brave. So I think it, whatever higher power works with me, whatever relationship I have, that thing knows me quite well. Just just let her go for an investigation,
0: and then we'll keep her there. Well, that was that was a good move. Say, I'm going to give myself yeah. a time frame. I'm going to check it out for a year. And this is not something you wished to do when you were younger, or for years earlier. You just never well, thought.
1: Well, I it? I worked till uh, about 2008. I on my 50th birthday, I gave myself a six-week vacation in Europe. And as a child, we'd lived here a couple of times. I've always loved Europe. I've always felt at home. And because my parents brought us over here, I I had no, uh, I I wasn't afraid that it was weird here, which I, I, a lot of people who've never traveled are are really scared because they don't know what to expect. And that it's really just the same as you and me really is a surprise to them.
0: I don't, I don't really like the um, generalization I hear that um, French people don't like Americans. I, you know, do you, do that's you not know?
1: true. That's, what, that's, that's not true. That's exactly what I'm like hearing. The opposite. They do not like our government at all, but they like the Americans, but the French are a very different culture and, and Parisians particularly. If you go outside of Paris, the French are so friendly, they'll welcome you into your home. I mean, they'll fall all over themselves for you. And if you go up north, closer to where the Battle of the Bulge was, people that are still alive and remember World War II, they're practically genuflecting in front of Americans. So what they are is they're very private, they're very they're very centered on what they're about to do and they can appear rude and they can appear self-centered and that's and Americans are very friendly in general and very we're just the opposite as a culture. And so it appears to a lot of people that the Parisians must not like us. Mm -hmm. They'll never and let us in. I mean, people who marry into French families say even after 20 years, they don't really feel a part of the family. And that's the culture, you know, and anybody who does that just has to know that, or they're going to have a little breakdown. Sure. I disagree.
0: They, they don't like our government. A lot of people don't like our government. (laughs) We won't go there, but (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so terrible what's going on right now. Um, Aside from that, how are you doing with quarantine, COVID? What's going on there? Well, um, I work a lot in front of my computer in my apartment.
1: When when it became an idea that might be happening, I was pretty sure it was going to happen. So um, I don't know if you've read through the book, but the the 12-step program that I ended up in, Recovery, teaches you to plan ahead, plan ahead, prepare, prepare, and do anything to protect this not binging.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I, I kind of do it as a knee-jerk reaction now and told all my friends, just get everything you need. Good. Um, I'm going to get a Zoom account. We, we were using a free one. I'm going to get a Zoom account. Anybody can use it if they need to. Mm-hmm. I, I, at first, it didn't seem at all that different. Uh, we had different, I felt very safe. I don't know if I would have, but I kept comparing myself to the Americans. And I kept thinking, God bless Gavin Newsom. He looks weird with his slung back hair, but oh my God, he's a good governor. Yeah. So um, I was so grateful for that for that. But it's been... I got sick just before the, the lockdown, but just a common cold. So it's been a, about three months and a week. And I really have locked down fatigue. I've started bumping into things and oh. making stupid mistakes on, you know, typing and driving myself nuts. And uh, it's just, this, it's a kind of fatigue. Maybe you know it because you're, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to break any rules. I'm not, I'm over 70 and, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do what I'm told. Do you
0: go out for walks?
1: Yes, I do now, Good. We, what we needed before, we had to have a little piece of paper that I, I called it the passport. They called it an attestation, which you had to sign your name, where you lived, where you were born, how old you, where you live here, and what was your purpose for being outside. And mm-hmm. if it was for exercise, you could only be out for an hour. And that was to keep, and then they had rules like joggers could only be before seven, after 10. They were doing that to try and keep a balance of people all through the day. They didn't want everybody out, you know, between four and six. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it, I think it pretty much worked. And now everybody wears a mask to go into, I think it's the same in California and, um, and I'm anticipating we're going to be doing this for a very long time the I social so. distancing in the mass.
0: Yeah. I find um, it's a blessing to be a writer, to be creative, because you can spend time in your creative world. Do you find that? Um,
1: yes. I don't have much time to sort of imagine, go into my imagination because I have a lot of projects and a lot of um, newspapers and um, the Chronicle wants to interview me. I mean, I'm doing a lot of writing for, so I'm writing a lot about the book and it's taking most of my time and I am an avid reader. So when I do get some downtime, I just grab I, the library, let us take as many books as we want it out. and so i had all of those and and then i've got a whole whole library back here i i haven't um i've got a lot of choice so i'm happily reading on the down times good um i need i need to, to actually have a little imagination go that next step into going down into the paper I need to be jogged. I I took a virtual writing class last night for the first time in a long time and it jogged something. And I actually put an idea down on paper, Good. but that was the first time I wasn't in creative mode for a long time.
0: Well, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. You know, there is. Where can people find out more about you?
1: Well, um, about me, I, I have two blogs. One of them is sarasummers.com And that is called um, My Life in Paris. And I used to look out over the Santa window. Now I just, it's a metaphorical. I look out and I talk about something that's happening. Um, and i and I've been trying since the pandemic started to keep a record of the pandemic, both the facts, my feelings about the facts, and my own sort of integration of the feelings and other feelings. And people would send me things, like I had a friend who broke all the rules and would go around and take pictures of empty Paris. And nobody in my lifetime, I'm 72, has ever seen Paris without tourists. I mean, they are unique, so I put them on the blog. Then I have a blog about food addiction and that one is named after the book and it's called saving dash Sarah without an H dot org. And it's, and it's one that I invite people to interact with me if they don't know what to do, if they don't know where to go, ask me questions. And I do the same. I have an Instagram account at saving Sarah the book and Facebook saving Sarah the book. So I really encourage people to interact with me. I don't think, Anybody can figure this one out on their own. It's it's too Too devious. Yes,
0: I I Wanted to add something I forgot to mention earlier. So when I was younger I was my life really consisted of fast food growing up in New York City and I was an emotional eater and then I didn't realize but it created a lot of problems. I had learning problems I had eczema um, until I finally figured out what doesn't work. And and I would eat things that were I knew were bad for me, but I was an emotional eater. Um, I took diet pills at one point. Until you kind of figure out what's toxic, it, it's, it's a long road. You know? it's, a, it's a really long road. And it's, I had to really kind of um, be a detective and, and remove things and constantly be removing and removing. And then my whole... Um, Mental health improved and a lot of things improved, but I was eating things that were so bad because they would remind me of a bad relationship. You know what I mean? I do. And it was, um, and then just, it was so soothing to have TV dinners as a kid. I would be home alone at nine and just eating all this toxic food. I didn't know it was toxic, um, but I was very depressed. Yeah, so for anybody watching this or listening, your book is very powerful, you know, and it's, I'm so glad you wrote it because it could touch a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: yeah, I, I, that's what I hope. I was, I was thinking if I had to, if anybody ever asked me, are there different levels of people with problems with food I would call yours big, a big problem affecting your health, but you hadn't crossed the line into addiction yet because you yourself could actually do the research and make notes and, and keep a focus and you eventually figured things out. The addict like me just starts binging on everything and can't, has no way to focus, doesn't even, looks for a magic wand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking, that's the diet we'll look for the diet. That's the magic one. It's going to fix it and we'll be beautiful and thin and it never happens. And so a lot of these 12 step programs that work have already done all the research for you. And so they say, just don't do this for 90 days. Don't do this. And your head clears up and then you don't want to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can figure out all the whys it worked and everything afterwards, but but um, addicts like me have to be told stop and you'll figure out why you ate afterwards
0: yeah Mm. sarah i want to thank you so much for calling in this has been tremendous thank you thank you so much and i wish you good health
1: and a beautiful day in in california
0: now i want to come
1: to paris (laughs) you are invited i will uh, Write Jackie and she'll
0: give you some info. Contact. That'd be it's wonderful. It's wonderful here. It's wonderful. I really want to go. And it's just, it's been so great chatting with you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Be bye well. bye. Bye bye.